Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? For today's video, I'm gonna be going through my top 18 wide receiver rankings. I put out my top 18 running backs yesterday, so now it's time to break down the wide receivers. If you guys are watching this video and find yourself enjoying the content, just please make sure you leave a like and consider subscribing to the channel. That would really help me out a lot and I would appreciate it. And then also make sure you guys let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. Let me know if you think guys should be lower or higher or if they're ranked just right. And then also make sure you guys include your reasoning and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Before I get into my rankings, I do just want to give an honorable mention to a few guys that didn't make my top 18, but were very close. They were on the fringe. And so those three guys were C.D. Lamb, DJ Moore, and Kenny Galladay. And you could make a case that all three of those guys should be in the top 18, but they just didn't make it for me, but they were very close. So I just want to give a little shout out to those guys. All right, to start off my rankings, at number 18, I have Chris Godwin. And to be honest, he's a guy that's pretty hard for me to project this year. I just wasn't really confident in ranking him higher or lower than this. If you look back at his 2019 season, he was one of the best fantasy wide receivers in the NFL. When it was him and Mike Evans and Jameis Winston, they were just all eating. He put up a crazy impressive 2019 season. But you know, things have changed with this offense. He had an up and down 2020 season. He put together some big games. Then he put together some less than impressive games. He also dealt with that finger injury, which limited him throughout the season. I feel confident that Chris Godwin has the talent to be a wide receiver one, but I just don't know if he's going to fulfill that on this Tampa Bay Bucks team. And the reason is that I think when you look at the top two wide receivers on this team, you have Chris Godwin and you have Mike Evans. And I just like Mike Evans a little bit more this year because I think he has that built-in touchdown upside, whereas Chris Godwin normally scores his points through volume. And I just don't know if Godwin is going to get that volume when you have so many weapons on this team. He's going to have to compete with Evans, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Tyler Johnson, Gronk, OJ Howard, Cam Brait, Giovanni Bernard in the receiving game. There's just a lot of guys who need to get fed the ball. And so I just don't know if I want to be 100% reliant on a guy to go out and get me eight receptions for 80 yards when I just don't know if he's going to get that big of a target share. But he's on a super explosive offense. He's still going to get into the end zone a ton. And I strongly believe that he's going to finish as a wide receiver too. I just don't know if he has the same ceiling as some of the guys ranked ahead of him, which is why I have him here at number 18. Moving on to number 17, I have Robert Woods from the Rams. And I'm going to be honest, I'm just done ranking Robert Woods lower than he should be ranked. Every year, it seems like he's ranked as a fringe wide receiver two. And then what does he do? Every year he goes out and puts up solid wide receiver two numbers. When you draft him, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him. He's one of the most consistent fantasy wide receivers. And this year, he could honestly take a big jump from what he's done the last three seasons. And the reason for that is now he has a much improved quarterback. Matthew Stafford's coming in, and that only helps Robert Woods. He's going to be the target machine for the Rams, and I actually like him and Cooper Cup this year, but just the reason why I like Robert Woods a little bit more is because the Rams like to use Robert Woods pretty creatively. He's more involved in the screen game and jet sweep game than Cooper Cup is, so Robert Woods is just a solid week-to-week -week play. He has a pretty high floor, and I think this year he could really expand that ceiling just because this offense as a whole is going to be much better. So Robert Woods is a guy that I would be super confident in, locked in as my wide receiver too. All right, now at wide receiver 16, I have Deontay Johnson. And I really think a lot of people are disrespecting Deontay Johnson this offseason. 
He's a guy who you just know he's going to go out and get 120 plus targets, and you cannot find that with many other wide receivers. He's turned into Big Ben's number one weapon. It's no longer Juju, and I don't think it's Claypool because Big Ben's play style later in his career just does not match Claypool. So Deontay Johnson is going to be a target machine in that offense. And even if they do throw the ball a little bit less now that they have Najee, I still think Deontay Johnson is going to get a ton of work. He's a pretty solid floor play. And I know he had some disappointing outings last year. He left a couple games early with injuries. He got benched in a game because of his drops problem. But if my biggest concern with Deontay Johnson is his drops, I really think that with a guy who's as talented and athletic as Deontay Johnson, he's going to fix that. And if he can, I mean, getting 120 plus targets as a floor is just super impressive. And so I really think Deontay Johnson is a super safe wide receiver too who honestly has a pretty high ceiling this year as well, if he can just put it all together. All right, let's talk about Julio Jones, who I have here as wide receiver 15. I posted a video a couple days ago, kind of breaking down the Titans and the Falcons after the Julio Jones trade, you know, talking about all the weapons on their team. And I talked about how I still think Julio Jones is a borderline wide receiver one. And I'm kind of fading away from that just a little bit now. He's still a top end wide receiver too, but I don't know if he has that wide receiver one draft value. I think he could easily finish as a wide receiver one, but I don't know if he should be getting picked here just because I think this is a little bit of a downgrade in terms of his situation. He may have some more touchdown opportunities on this Titans team, but I just don't know if he's going to have the same volume. He's going from the Falcons, which was one of the most explosive passing offenses, to the Titans passing offense, which is efficient, but they just don't have a ton of volume. They're not going to throw the ball 40 plus times a game like they did in Atlanta. So it's definitely a little bit of a shift for Julio. And now he is going to the Titans, where I think he's going to be the number two wide receiver behind A.J. Brown. And so I do still like Julio Jones this year, but I think he's more of a wide receiver two than a wide receiver one for 2021. Moving on to wide receiver 14, I have Terry McLaurin here. And he's a guy that I think really has the chance this year to truly make his breakout into a high-end wide receiver two or even a wide receiver one. His first two years in the NFL, he really didn't get a fair shake. And this year, he gets to play with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, you know, in real NFL standards is probably not even a top 20 quarterback, but he's a guy who can support his fantasy weapons. He's going to push the ball down the field. He's not afraid to make those big throws deep to his wide receivers. And that's exactly what you want to hear for Terry McLaurin. And then also, the Washington football team has gone out and they've brought in Curtis Samuel. They drafted Deami Brown, which I think only helps Terry McLaurin because it's going to take the pressure off him. The last two years, he's basically had to operate as the only top caliber option on his team. He's not going to have the defense entirely focused on him. And so I really think he has an opportunity this year to truly break out. And even though I think he has a lot of potential, I just don't think he quite cracks my top 12, just because most of the guys in that top 12, we've seen put up those wide receiver one numbers year in and year out. Next up at wide receiver 13, I have Mike Evans. And I mentioned him earlier when I was talking about Chris Godwin, but I really like Mike Evans this year. I think he's gonna be Brady's number one red zone option again. When the Buccaneers were on the goal line, if Brady wasn't sneaking it or handing it off to Rojo or Fournette, he was looking to toss Mike Evans one of those 50-50 balls. And most of the time, Evans would come away with the score. And so I know a lot of people were kind of fading Evans in the middle of the year. You had some people talking about him as a must trade guy, like you should be trading him off of your team because he was so touchdown dependent. 
but I don't think you should be criticizing Mike Evans for his skill of scoring touchdowns. It's not luck that they're targeting him in the end zone. It's because he's a big-bodied receiver, and he was coming away with the catches. And so this year, with an extra year of chemistry with Tom Brady, I really like Mike Evans. And also, I think he plays a role on this Buccaneers offense that no one can replace. You know, he's not a total volume guy. You have Godwin and Antonio Brown who can kind of both play that similar role. But Evans is their true deep threat. He can really do everything on the field. So I think Mike Evans is set up for another borderline wide receiver one season. He's gone for a thousand receiving yards every single year. That's never happened before. And so Mike Evans, another guy I like going into 2021. All right, now we have broken into my top 12 wide receivers. So these are guys that I consider to be wide receiver ones this year. And so to start it off at number 12, I have Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. And Cooper's a guy I've really been into all offseason. All you have to do is look at how explosive he was last year when Dak was on the field. I still think he's going to be the number one in this offense. I think people are so ready to replace him with C.D. Lamb, but I didn't really see anything last year that would indicate that Amari Cooper is slowing down or that C.D. Lamb is truly going to compete with Amari Cooper as the wide receiver one. And the main reason for that is C.D. Lamb operates almost entirely out of the slot, whereas Amari Cooper operates out wide, which is generally where you want your wide receiver ones to go from. And so even though we saw Amari Cooper's production obviously fall off once Dak got injured, he was still producing more effectively than C.D. Lamb, which I just think gives Amari Cooper a little bit more stability. You know, he's going to be the wide receiver one with and without Dak on the field, but I do expect Dak to be on the field hopefully the entire year. And if he is, Amari Cooper will absolutely feast in 2021. Next up, we have Michael Thomas as my wide receiver 11. I talked about him in my make or break season video. I think this is a huge year for him in terms of his NFL standing as well as a fantasy wide receiver. It's pretty tough to project what he's going to do in 2021 because in 2019, I mean, he was the best fantasy wide receiver. That's why he was lined up as a mid first round pick last year. And then in 2020, I mean, he just totally flopped. There's no way around it. He dealt with injuries. When he was on the field, he was bad. He got suspended by the Saints. And so that definitely hurts his value going into 2021. But really, I could see him busting or I could see him finishing at the top of the pack. He really does have a lot of variance this year. The reason why I'm a little lower than most on him is just because there is uncertainty at the quarterback position. And I do think he's going to get a decent amount of target share but I just don't know how he's going to look in the touchdown department and if this offense is even going to be able to support him. And so I understand that there's potential that Michael Thomas goes out and repeats his 2019 season or comes close to it. And I'm just going to take that risk of missing out on that and go with guys that I just think are a little bit safer. All the guys I've ranked ahead of him, I think are safer and have pretty similar ceilings to what Michael Thomas could do. At number 10, I have Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. And basically every year, Allen Robinson is a fringe wide receiver one who has to play with just totally subpar quarterbacks. And we're not 100% sure it's going to happen this year. I think Andy Dalton is likely to start the season off as the Bears quarterback. But apparently Justin Fields has been making quite the impression at training camp. So I think the best case scenario for Allen Robinson is that Josh Fields takes over because we just don't really know what he is. I think we kind of know what Andy Dalton is. He's going to be able to support Allen Robinson a little bit, but he's not going to be a quarterback that really propels Allen Robinson into like the top six wide receivers. Hypothetically, Justin Fields could, but no matter who's at quarterback, you know exactly what you're going to get out of Allen Robinson. 
He's the clear number one on that Bears offense, and so I'm expecting another wide receiver one finish from him. Moving on to number nine, I have A.J. Brown, who's definitely dropped down my rankings a little bit since the Julio Jones trade. I think before he was actually my number three wide receiver, and so down from number three, now at nine, and I still think he's going to be a wide receiver one. I still think he's going to be the alpha in that Tennessee Titans offense, and that's an offense that has a ton of touchdown potential. A.J. Brown is a big play guy, so he really doesn't rely on a ton of volume, which is good because he's probably not lined up to get a ton in this offense, but he's one of the most explosive players in the NFL, so I still think he belongs as a wide receiver one. Just the reason he moves down from wide receiver three to wide receiver nine is because before the Julio news, we kind of had hope that A.J. Brown could combine that big play and touchdown upside with some volume, and after that news, you know, he just doesn't have the same hope for that big volume, but he's still a guy that I really like this year. And so, you know, he may not have that crazy ceiling that we were projecting a couple weeks ago, but he's still a really solid fantasy option. At number eight, I have DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks. He finished as a wide receiver one last year. So going into his third year in the NFL, I expect him to finish around the same spot. I don't know if he has a ton of room to grow from his 2020 production because I do think the Seahawks are going to be a little bit more reliant on the run game, but he's still the number one option on a team that's going to be a high volume passing offense, so he should be definitely locked in as a mid-tier wide receiver one. Now at number seven, we have Keenan Allen, and I am a big fan of Keenan Allen going into 2021. I think he's going to put up some pretty huge numbers this year, and it's going to come with a lot of volume and consistency. He is Herbert's number one option for sure. He's probably going to get you know close to 10 targets a game, which you would love to see. And I just think this offense is going to take even another step forward from last year. You have Justin Herbert, who has a year of NFL experience. And then you've also upgraded that offensive line, which should just give Herbert more time back there, which in turn should benefit Keenan Allen. But he's going to be a volume monster and just a guy that you can count on on a week-to-week basis. And he's a guy that I think I'm going to be heavily targeting this year because he's currently going in the middle of the third round. And so I like to get two running backs in the first two rounds. So if I can start off my draft with two guys that I think are top 15 running backs and then scoop up Keenan Allen in the third round, I love that start to drafts every time. Now let's take a look at Justin Jefferson, who I have as my number sixth wide receiver. I really like Justin Jefferson for 2021. I mean, he put up insane numbers as a rookie, one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons of all time. And I really don't see any reason why he would regress from that. He's just going to become even more of the top dog in that offense. I think over time, he's going to continue to rise, and Adam Thielen's going to come down year by year with his age. And I think the real spot where Justin Jefferson can improve on is his touchdown upside. You saw Adam Thielen put up 14 receiving touchdowns last year, which was five more than he had ever seen in a season before that. And so I think there's a legit shot that Justin Jefferson just ups his targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns just a little bit and he'll be firmly locked in as a high-end wide receiver one. And so I love Justin Jefferson as a guy that you can get at the tail end of the second round and even at the beginning of the third, which I think is a ton of value. At number five, we have a guy that definitely moved up a couple spots after the Julio Jones trade news, and that was Calvin Ridley. And I think there are some pretty clear pros and cons to this Julio Jones trade for Ridley. The pros are that now he's going to be the alpha in that offense. They're going to be designing stuff around him. He's probably lined up for a much higher target share than he would have been if Julio was still there. 
but there are still some cons and the cons are that this offense as a whole is definitely not going to be as good as it was if Julio was on this team so that could lead to less touchdown opportunities but I still think Ridley is just a pretty safe week-to-week play. He's going to get a ton of volume, and he also has a lot of big playability as the deep threat. So Calvin Ridley, a guy I definitely think is set up to turn in a high-end wide receiver one season. All right, now at wide receiver four, I have DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals. He put together a really respectable 2020 season. It was his first year with the Cardinals, first year playing with Kyler Murray. And so I really think he's just going to go up this year. Another year of chemistry with Kyler. Kyler's going into his third year, so he should take another jump as a quarterback. And DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the clear top dog in that offense. But what I do like is that this offseason, they've brought in some other weapons to take a little bit of the pressure off of D-Hop. They signed A.J. Green, and then they drafted Rondell Moore. And so now that there are some other threats on this offense, I think it's just going to open some things up for DeAndre Hopkins. So D-Hop is another guy who's set up to have a high-end wide receiver one season. At number three, I have Devontae Adams. And I kind of talked about this yesterday with Aaron Jones. This is more of a placeholder ranking because if Aaron Rodgers comes back to the Packers and is the starting quarterback, Devontae Adams is my clear wide receiver one. But, you know, Aaron Rodgers hasn't reported to the Packers training camp. And so we just really don't know what's going to happen with that whole situation. So I'm going to have Devontae Adams here at number three. If Rodgers is not there, then he definitely falls much lower in this list because you just don't have the same upside with Jordan Love at quarterback than you would with Aaron Rodgers. So we really can't do anything here with Adams until we figure out what's going to happen. If I had to make a guess, I'm leaning towards Aaron Rodgers not coming back. So if I was drafting today, I would not draft Devontae Adams at this number three spot. But you know, it's all about playing with the risk. If you think that Rodgers is likely to come back, you can probably draft Devontae Adams as a mid-second round pick, where if Rodgers was, you know, confirmed coming back, he'd be going mid-first. If you don't think he's coming back, then you wouldn't want to draft him at his current ADP because he'd be going much lower if Jordan Love was the starting quarterback. So let's just move on to the number two guy, which is Stephon Diggs. My number one and two are pretty locked in. Diggs in his first year with the Bills absolutely balled out, completely elevated Josh Allen's performance as well. And he's just going to be a target machine. He's the clear number one on this roster. And I just don't really see why he declines, you know, significantly in any of his categories. You know, he may go down a couple targets or some yards or whatever, but nothing that's going to remove him from a clear wide receiver one. So Stephon Diggs lined up for another big year here as my number two. And then to wrap up this list at number one, I've got Tyreek Hill with the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. Hill is pretty clearly my number one wide receiver. He's attached to Patrick Mahomes, which just gives him that huge ceiling. He has such an explosive play style. You know, he could go out and just put up 200 yards, two touchdowns, and just totally win you a week. But what was impressive last year was that he showed a lot of consistency. In years past, he had that really high ceiling, but his floor wasn't really there. Last year, he pretty much flipped that narrative. He had a super high ceiling, but also maintained a really solid floor. So Tyreek Hill is locked in as my wide receiver one until we get some updated news about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. All right, so that is going to wrap it up for my top 18 wide receiver rankings. If you guys enjoyed the content, please just make sure you leave a like and subscribe. I would really appreciate it and it helps support the channel. And then also let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. 
Also, make sure you guys stay tuned for my quarterback and tight end rankings, which are going to be coming out in the next couple of days. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll see you tomorrow.